Howdy doody, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Um, <laughs> doing, doing my thing. <laughs> are, are you in a particularly good mood right now? No, but I have been up since 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Why? Uh, I don't know. I went to sleep at 10, which is not, unfortunately, not abnormal for me. Um, but well, wait. I mean, 10 is sort of middle of the road. It's not super late, not super early. Is that... I prefer to go to sleep at like 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's pretty early. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate in that you didn't get to stay up as late as you wanted. Correct. But you woke up when you would normally go to sleep. Exactly. So now you're really screwed. Yeah. So, which is fine. I don't take, I don't really take naps. Um, but uh, who I, knows? I took a nap Maybe actually uh, yesterday. I took a nap yesterday and found really? it fantastic. I, I was able to wake up right around that 20 minute mark. So I didn't Ooh. feel gross. I just felt refreshed. A part of me was like, I should do this every day. And so, and so it begins ah, into my, into the, my thirties. The great nap experiment. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just could I couldn't sleep, so I just woke up and I was tossing and turning for like two hours. I didn't want to wake Abby up, so I just so that was actually um, happened to me a couple of days ago. I'm just now remembering, uh, and and I've made a point over the past year to uh, to never have my phone within like reach of my bed. Yeah, because uh, I was I went through a phase of just like I'd wake up at three o'clock and just grab my phone to just pass the time. And then it would be seven o'clock and I'd be like, oh, oh. crap. <laughs> and uh, and that yep. happened to me the other night because I um, I finally got around to actually installing the Reddit app instead of just using the website. Yep. And the app makes it like. Oh yeah, it pops up notifications it, and lets you know everything. It's so easy to navigate. Every yeah, yeah, it was um it's a problem, but the reason I've been diving deep on Reddit is cuz I've just been getting kind of obsessed with these new uh new cryptocurrencies that yeah. um well, they're not new, but they're, they're called altcoins and they're uh altcoins. You know, yeah, because they're alternative to Bitcoin. Correct. Bitcoin is considered just like the currency reserve of crypto yep. currencies. And uh, anyway, I've known about altcoins forever, but I've just never really been interested in any of them. But there's a couple that are uh, really catching my eye and, and going through some pretty <coughs> crazy gains right now. So that's cool. It's, just, it's interesting to read. But unfortunately, what I'm starting to realize is a lot of the people that are like having discussions in these Reddit cryptocurrency altcoin groups are people that freak out about like the hundred dollars they have invested because they're 17 year olds. <laughs> I'm just like, right. why am I reading what these people have to say about anything with finance? But well, whatever. Reddit is a weird echo chamber where a lot of really cool things can happen. And then a lot of really, and a lot of things can just not happen at all. I mean, yeah. people can just be talking endlessly and not be getting anywhere because everyone's agreeing, agreeing or disagreeing or whatever. Yeah. Reddit's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so I've tried to slow that down. The other problem is just the iPhone X. It continues to be such a fantastic <laughs> phone. Uh, I can't put it down. It's too awesome. I can't stop looking at it. It's true. It's just so nice. I'm doing it right now. Um, Look. <laughs> so I was actually reading about one of those cryptocurrencies, Stellar Lumens. Um, oh, you, you did read up on this? Yeah. Been, did you hear, did I, I tell you about those? Uh, I think... I think I saw it. I saw it on Reddit one day, and I also, I think the same day, I saw it on your wall, and I was like, oh, "I'll oh. take a look at this." Nice. Uh, it seems pretty interesting. Um, it mm-hmm. Seems a lot safer than Bitcoin in terms of like how they, I guess, are working it. It's not actually a currency at all. It's like a token or something. 
Well, uh, yeah, it gets a little complicated even beyond what I completely understand. But they, I think in most currencies, you you don't need a, a quote-unquote coin that changes in value. You right. can do everything without coins uh, and, and tokens and stuff. Stellar Lumens in particular, um, they do have a coin that is worth right now about $0.09 cents a coin compared to... Um, Bitcoin's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but seller, but there's a reason for that. And Stellar Lumen is a pre-mined coin, meaning the Stellar Lumen creators have mined all the coins right like ahead of time. So that is upsetting to a lot of cryptocurrency people because yeah, they're trying they, to mine it. Yeah, they feel like it should be decentralized so much so that like anybody can mine the coins and like. Um, whatever Stellar Lumens uh, or Stellar controls all the lumens um, and then slowly uh, releases them into open circulation where you can buy them right now for nine cents a coin they, and they release it at about one percent of year, a year uh, so there's like built-in inflation which is really good but the goal with Stellar Lumens is the the founders want to have it act as the the default transaction uh, platform for banks and stuff like that. Um, it's Sounds very reasonable. similar. It's actually the same exact technology as another one that was really hot a couple years ago called Ripple. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ripple is actually the exact same technology. Stellar is a fork of Ripple. And uh, it's an improved version of it. But Ripple has been around. They have a lot more partnerships in place and everything. But Stellar Lumens, I've had about 180% gain on my investment from May, nice. uh, which is pretty amazing yeah that's pretty good uh it's just you know money that i'm fine if i lose completely or you know or it might go to the moon as they say in reddit (laughs) and and, you know it's crazy because if you have an investment at nine cents or ten cents right now i think i bought in at like three cents but it shoots to a dollar somehow then then that's an insane amount of that's pretty awesome yeah but it's all very complicated because they every all these coins cha- uh, trade on exchanges and there's like a bunch of different exchanges yeah there's a hundreds of different exchanges i feel like i, I saw yeah, and they all have like slightly different rates one from the next and then uh, i I, tra- I trade on an exchange called poloniex which is really cool because they have even more advanced features where you can actually lend your money so if you have Stellar Lumens or you have Bitcoins or any of these coins, uh, you can actually lend them to people and, and gain interest. Oh, that's uh, cool. Actually charge interest um, on these short-term loans. Uh, you can make them as long as you want, but the most popular ones are like two-day loans where people will margin trade. So a, a person on the other side of the transaction will take my loan, pay me like you know whatever interest rate I decided, but then they get to trade without having the money up front. Right. And all this, all this really fascinating stuff. And it's, it's all completely free from banks and super low fee but also incredibly risky whenever you have like a hundred and something percent interest rise or a hundred percent you know gains Gain, in yeah. your investment in like a month you know um, that that could go the other way just exactly as exactly um, and uh that's yeah. that's really interesting i was shooting a wedding in california um a couple of weeks ago and this uh and the the best man um, we, we were all staying at, at this Airbnb and the best man, uh, like woke up and I woke up, I guess a, a couple hours later and he was like, Oh yeah, I just made a thousand bucks this morning. And I was like, Oh really? And he said, he's just been trading Bitcoin for two hours and, hmm. um, and a bunch of other weird, uh, cryptocurrencies and he made a bunch of money. And I was like, 
uh, that's that's cool, I guess. Um, that's whatever. amazing. I, I would be curious exactly what was happening because people, day traders, especially people that are just doing it like for new or whatever, uh, make the classic mista- mistake of saying, yeah. "Oh, look, I made I made a thousand dollars." It's like you don't actually make anything until you sell it and yep. then use that money for something else. <laughs> uh, a lot of people just look at the charts and they're like, "Oh, it went up. I made a thousand dollars," and it's like, actually, no, you don't make anything until you sell, and that is yep. the problem. Is a lot of people won't sell at the right time. And uh, and they wait until it really crashes because that's a catalyst. Okay, I should sell. It's dropped fifty percent, <laughs> and so the reality is, by the time most people sell, they don't make anything. Um, it, it can work the other way, but it's it's a really risky thing. I just buy and hold, and yeah. uh, and then hope for the best. I wish I could uh, forget about it, just lock the key. And uh, that's another interesting thing. You can actually take your Stellar Lumens or, or any of these altcoins and put them on like a hardware wallet, like the secure USB key. Where oh, really? The actual numbers that say how you know say the the tokens that you have mm-hmm. are saved on these wallets and they're in a weird encryption pattern yeah it's all completely its own thing so if you lost the key you'd be completely screwed but uh, uh you can also even print this stuff out on paper and, and that's the most secure wallet you could possibly have is to just keep it all on paper but i was reading into some in-depth uh how people that have like millions and millions of dollars of cryptocurrency secure their stuff and it's just insanely fascinating oh i bet Uh, a lot of the really high value accounts end up printing all the information on pieces of paper and locking it away that is (laughs) so funny okay in the wallet at the end of the day it's just another sheet of paper with uh some numbers i mean it's the same as a dollar dollar bill um so fascinating but one one of these currencies is going to win out and be because the other thing that where it gets into like the technology of it all bitcoin was the first and it's amazing revolutionary but because it was the first it has been improved on it's inherently ton. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and things like stellar lumens can do like a thousand transactions in, in a moment uh versus Bitcoin, which is much, much slower. And the transaction cost on stellar lumens to send one, one lumen from one person to the other, it's like basically zero. It's so little. And for Bitcoins, it's like $8 right now. Right. And, um, you know, all these altcoins that are coming up to try and uh, technically be a lot better than Bitcoin, one of them went out uh, for actual social change in the way money is transacted and you just don't know who it's going to be or when yeah i mean i bitcoin already proved that uh cryptocurrencies are 100 percent viable um they just need to be improved on yeah to the point where uh people actually use it the original thought with bitcoin was that it was going to be the actual coin that people would use to send money one to the next and it's really turned into just being like the gold equivalent yeah. of in cryptocurrency. Like nobody yeah. actually gives anybody gold anymore. And so the right. same with Bitcoin. Nobody's going to send Bitcoins back and forth to each other. I doubt. I mean, I guess it's still possible. But uh, but these other really cheap and fast um, altcoins, one of them has the potential to be that everyday exchange uh, technology. So anyway, it's it's all really fascinating. And I, again, I bought in in like May just because of a friend of a friend who was who did really well on Bitcoin, like mm-hmm. literally earned millions of dollars. Was like, yeah, I mean, wow. I'm looking at Stellar Lumens; they look cool. So I just bought you know a couple thousand dollars worth, and uh, it's turned out to be great. But That's it awesome. took a long time. Yeah, uh, only in the last month has there been a lot of 
price action and growth. And that's just yeah. pure chance a lot of times when, when an- announcements are made and partnerships and new stuff happens. Like, you don't know when that's going to happen, but it's good when it does. Yeah. So, that's cool. Um, speaking of um, finding and losing things, um, I, I went over to chop down. Uh, me and Abby went over to chop down a, a tree for for Christmas. For Christmas. I, yep. Oh, nice. And I lost my glasses. Uh, uh, how does that happen? I was messing around with them in the car or something. And uh, anyway, it turns out I just found out, like literally a few minutes ago, that they're at the. They're at the place. They're at, they're at the the uh, tree farm. Uh, so I got to go over there at some point today and pick them up. Um, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking today. I'm like, oh my god! Thank God I don't have any okay, shoots this week. <laughs> your vision is is good enough that it wasn't something. No, and it, you don't have to wear glasses all the time. No, right? I I have prescription sunglasses. And if I had uh, to, and I was, if I had, if I had a shoot, I could manage. Um, but that's good. I would just need to like calibrate the viewfinder on my D five and I'd be good to did, go. Did I ever tell you about one of my, um, preparation? I, I don't know what you would call it. Rituals before weddings. Uh, so I'm very blind, you know, as you know, yes. I don't know if any, everybody else knows this. I'm very, like, I can barely see the, my finger in front of my eye when I hold it right up to it. So like one of the things I'll do blind. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's negative nine point five on oh, my contacts, dude. I'm, I'm just just for reference. I'm minus one point seven five. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, way worse. <laughs> and so, and I'm not sure if it's a linear thing. It's probably like a, a oh yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things I'll do is wear my glasses, get in my car, I drive to a trail that I'll generally go run to, and then once I start on the trail, I'll take my glasses off and just look at the world through pure bokeh. Oh, that's cool. For for the entirety of my walk. Because I can see enough to see like a black outline of a trail, but everything is just bubbles of bokeh and interesting shapes and geometry. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's Yeah. And I found it to be really relaxing for my eyes and uh, just mentally kind of uh, fascinating and fun. And I keep my glasses in my pocket in case somebody like tries to rob me. But, right. Or in case you need yeah. to help like an old lady cross the road or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. So that's cool. It's it's actually fun. Uh, you should try it. Well, not you, but if your vision is really bad, like see if it can be useful. I guess. All right, I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what what else is new? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, went uh, went up to Upperville and hung out with uh, my wife's family. Um, had a really awesome dinner. Cut the Cut the turkey, carved the turkey myself, uh, nice. although Abby pretty much made most of the food. Um, and yeah, it was a really relaxing time with the family and stuff. Good. Uh, what about awesome. you? Um, it was interesting. It was a real quick trip home for me. And then the day before Thanksgiving dinner, so my sister is married and we were going to go have uh, dinner with his family because they all live in Lynchburg. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it works out nicely for, for my sister. <laughs> They don't have to deal with the uh, one family in one city, one family in the other. Yep. But the day before Thanksgiving, everybody in his family, in their home, got the stomach flu. Oh, no. Yeah. So they had to, uh, they were going to cancel. Then they decided they were just going to postpone a day or two. And I okay. had to leave Friday Friday morning uh, for a wedding. Bummer. So, but we ended up doing Thanksgiving at my mom's place, just the four of us. And I made a... Um, 
broccoli and cheese casserole. Oh, I really love good. broccoli and cheese casserole. Paula Dean style, tons of butter. Nice. It was good. And um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed you made something. I did. Hey, yeah, all right. It was easy. Super easy. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, I went to both St. Louis and uh, Toronto for a wedding and a workshop. Whew. Wedding in both places, workshop just in Canada. Cool. Uh, actually, Kitchener, just right next to Toronto. Kitchener. But, yeah. So it was a busy week. And now I'm just home. I have a, a family shoot later today. It's going to oh, be like cool. 60, 60 degrees out. I was going to say this morning I, wa- I walked out and it was like freezing outside in Richmond, but I think it's going to warm up. I, me nice. and Abby were just talking about this yesterday. I'm like, dude, it's December. There should be snow everywhere. And it is like 60 degrees. No, no. It, it's almost never snows in December. It here. snows. Well, think especially in Maryland, it's going to be snowing, man. No, not until February. Think about your child. When, when was the last time it actually Ugh. snowed on Christmas? That's what I'm trying to say. It needs to snow on Christmas this year. I'm getting antsy. Yeah, I don't remember nice. the last white Christmas. All the big snows happened in February. I remember, remember last year specifically, it was warmer in Virginia than it was in, in California yeah, on Christmas Day. Like, okay, yeah. this is stupid. Yeah, it is, it is stupid. Um, however, the house is festive. The smell of pine permeates the first and second floor. So you have a real tree, huh? Yeah. Was that uh chopped it down so with a hatchet myself. We, we put up the real the same we put up the same tree every year. It's just a, a fake one, but it's it's pretty. That's cool. Um we just it's a lot cleaner because we have two cats and cats like to eat trees. Oh otherwise. really? Yeah, yeah. They'll like chew on the um the pine the needles or whatever. Oh yeah. And uh, makes them throw up. Then you find oh. like little things that throw up. And yep. Speaking of which, uh, Steinway, my dog ate three um, chocolate bars. Um, oh uh, no! Two days ago, and almost died. Um, yeah. She, Did you have to use peroxide to make him throw up or anything? Uh, or, no. She. We gave her activated charcoal, which is supposed to, if not, you know, make them throw up. It it kind of absorbs the toxins. Um, from the the chocolate that that makes dogs crazy and sick, uh, which sure. is basically like caffeine and then some other thing, which makes their heart basically race until it explodes or something like that. That it's bad news. Yeah, yeah, it's bad news. So she was literally running around the house at full speed, just running back and forth, back and forth, jumping on us, clawing me, trying to like run around. I took her for a walk. Her heart was racing. It was insane. I have never seen her like that. I couldn't sleep because she was running, jumping on the bed. It was insane. How old is she? She's, I think, like seven, six or seven, mm-hmm. um, seven or eight. I don't know. But anyway, that was kind of crazy. It was a little, little tiny bit scary, but also whatever. I know that's how she's going to go someday is by eating something oh, stupid. She's, yeah, yeah, that's scary with dogs. She's uh, a garbage accident. dog. So I, I was just so stupid the other night. I was like, oh, okay, we really need to brush Popcorn's teeth. And I couldn't find his toothpaste. So I was just like, I'll just use human toothpaste, whatever. And then I realized like, oh, yeah, first of all, he's just going to eat it. Yeah. And second of all, some toothpaste have like this poison, ultra poisonous thing yeah. to dogs. Thank- thankfully, after freaking out for a second, I looked it up and it, the toothpaste I was using was fine. It was going to make him a little sick, but not like poisonous sick. That's good. And we gave him some peroxide and that makes dogs throw up, but... Uh, it's just like, oh yeah, it, it, and one of the one of the tubes of toothpaste have just like bite marks all over because yep. he just tried tried to eat an oh entire tube gosh. once. Thankfully, he didn't make it through, but 
a dog popcorn is uh, a crazy loon. Yeah, well, all all dachshunds are pretty uh, mischievous, I guess, in, into what they chew and bite. And some people have problems where they come home and there's like an entire hole in their couch from the dog just digging. <laughs> yeah, that's we ridiculous. haven't had that yet. Yeah. Um, so speaking of weddings, um, what? Um, how how were those two weddings? Anything interesting? They were excellent. Um, the one in St. Louis was in a bunch of different places, but they were all kind of downtown and not too far apart. And the first look in all the bridal party pictures was at the library in the center of the city. And it was a, it was a beautiful library. Um, who was it? Rockefeller? One of those big tycoon people from back in the day. It was his library, basically, that he wow. donated and made money for. So it was very um, kind of elaborate and beautiful and um, great for photos. Was it Although, all like uh, the Peabody library? Yeah, but like the whole place was like it, not just one section. Like cool. in the Peabody, there's one room that's really beautiful, and then the rest of it's kind of It's boring. kind of whatever, yeah. Yeah, this is like the whole, the whole building was just insanely beautiful. Thing was, I didn't know that I couldn't have the whole bridal party in there. Uh, we And I was bringing the bride in for the first look. And one of the people were like, yeah, the bridal party needs to wait outside. I was like, okay, go outside. But that fact that I had put the bridal party outside hadn't trickled down to the building manager yet. And as I'm setting the bride up, like literally in place, she's looking at the back of her groom. And I'm getting ready to be like, okay, walk now. The guy walks up to both of us. And he's like, okay, I don't want to be a party pooper here, but, uh, you know, you really need to make sure. Did you get the email? Uh, did you get the email? And I was like, what email? We talking no about the, the, Did you get the email with the rules? And I was like, can you just wait? Everybody's outside now. It's fine. Like, it's just the two of them. I didn't, I didn't know that. He's like, well, did you get the email? <laughs> I was just like, God damn I don't know what this email is. Uh, she's about to see, like, her groom. Like, she's really nervous. Like, and he's talking to both of us oh, it was just like the worst gosh. timing ever i think he was completely oblivious to what was happening yeah. uh because he didn't see the groom way off across the room but i it was just i just wanted to like be able to say stop talking <laughs> pause uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes like, yeah this could wait <laughs> Dude, they I, had permission I they had a permit to be there it's like i'm sorry the bridal party was not in the right spot but that's funny. That that actually happened to me once uh, when I was doing a first look outside of the Capitol in Richmond. Um, the The bride was set up in this like really pretty spot right in front of the Capitol, and the groom and I were way down um, at. Uh, or sorry, no, it was the groom that was up <laughs> ready up there, and I Waiting. and me and the and me and the bride were. We're downstairs, like getting ready to 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 have her walk up, and this rando dude um, starts talking to the groom, and he's just standing there talking to him. Oh and, no! And, and I'm like, he's probably like, he's hey, dude, like a why tourist. are you standing there? He's yeah, like, yeah. And he was he was like an ultra talkative tourist, and I'm like, the hell is going on? Get out of here! <laughs> I had to like shoo him away, and the groom was like laughing hysterically. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I, it's it's fun. I like like those uh, situations for first looks where it's like totally just chaos. Maybe yeah. is the right word, or just you know, it doesn't have to be this perfect. Yeah, super seated um, pants. 
Yeah, it can just be like, well, we're turning around the corner and here we are. It doesn't have to be like an amazing production. I hate when it feels a little too produced. Agreed. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with videographers. I, okay, so there was this one <laughs> oh, yeah. earlier this year. You didn't shoot this with me, but this is other wedding. Okay, okay so they're like the, they, she walks up to him. He turns around. They're weeping. Like they're not, I don't know. They're crying because they're so emotional. And uh-huh. after maybe five seconds, of them like just totally no. being emotional. No. The videographer is like, oh, no, 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 stand over here and gets up and like starts touching them into place. Like, come on. Molding. I know. As they're like still talking and like literally five seconds of turning around and they start crying and then boom. Okay, can we do that again now? Like, it's just like, oh my gosh. Uh, it, it really um, just kind of crushed It kills me. The, the buzz. It kills everything. It, it, it completely robs them of the actual purpose of what they're doing with the first look when you just immediately sever the emotional experience. It, it was rough. They were fine, though. I, you know, they were just like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but just, yeah. So it could, have been, it could have been drawn out. Like, give them space to, you know, relax and then eventually be uncomfortable. Then they look at you and they're like, what do we do now? Then, it, then you get involved as yeah. a photographer. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, how do you sort of like, what's, what's your sort of approach when it comes to first looks? Uh, do you like doing them? Uh, do you, uh, do you find they're, they're useful? Like what are some good, some pros and cons? What's your approach? Yeah, I mean, they're fine. Uh, the only thing, I don't like about them is that I like to limit my creative energy uh, for the couple's portraits to like one time of the day or maybe two for doing night photos. And so if you do a first look, it's like, okay, you got to be creative with the portraits then. Then you're going to go shoot the ceremony and then you're going to do some after the ceremony. So you have to be creative with the portraits then. And then there's like, I don't know. I, I like just this one section, this one chunk of time where I'm like directing, I'm being like the art director of everything and having to turn it from storyteller to art director, storyteller to art director on and off throughout the day. I really don't like the other problem with first looks is that they're generally like two o'clock. Yeah. A couple hours before the ceremony and the light is just the worst light ever. Yeah. It's a lot slower to shoot in. And, um, who was it? There's a photographer, Benj Heist. Heist. Uh, he has a great saying that, uh, Uh, You know, generally, he said he tells his couples, would you rather do 15 minutes of photos uh, and get, you know, 100 keepers at sunset? Or would you rather do 45 minutes of photos and have 50 keepers in the middle of the day? (laughs) It's like, that's a trade off. We're going to get good stuff either way. But there's always a trade off with how how the volume you're going to get when the lighting is more difficult versus easy and uh, and the time it's going to take. So I think that's Um, a but but it's fine. And I love when people like make it a little more special if they like read vows to each other or something. And it definitely, if it calms people down, I like that too. Then, then that's, that's all good as well. So it just depends, but those are my general thoughts. What about you? Um, I, I think they, they can be useful. Um, I don't love doing them just cause I just, I, I really like that kind of like seeing each other for the first time at the altar thing. Maybe I'm old, just old school, but, um, but it's cool. It it is a really it can be a really beautiful moment and I would say generally speaking I don't know for some reason I I want to in my mind I'm thinking that a first look is not as emotional as seeing you know your bride or your groom for the first time. 
coming down the aisle. Um, but I, thinking back on it right now, I feel like more tears are shed in a first look than uh, than at the altar for me. Yeah. Uh, I would say like a good 50% of first looks have some tears and some emotion and some like real, real cute I, smiles. Yeah, I really see much uh, when when they're doing the ceremony aisle first look. Like I really see a groom break down and, and cry. Yeah. It might be like a little swell of a tear or something, but yeah. So uh, I think, yeah. I think they're cool that, but yeah, again, my, my issue is I don't love doing portraits at that time of day, which is almost always like a, 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 a not ideal time of day. Yeah. Cause I mean, unless you want to do your ceremony at night, which would be awesome. And I would be down for that anytime. Um, then when was the last time you did a night ceremony? I've had a couple. Really? I don't know. I don't think, yeah. I can't remember the last time I did a night ceremony. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. Last month I was teaching a workshop in Brazil and they kept talking about how just the tradition of they'll, they'll they won't do first looks because they're very, you know, superstitious and traditional right. about seeing each other before the ceremony and ceremonies don't start until after dark usually oh, apparently cool. in Brazil. And they were just, yeah, but they were just complaining a lot about how frustrating it is. And I was like, yeah, yeah that would suck if every single wedding was like that. But also Definitely. that's kind of cool. And if everybody, every single photographer is dealing with that same set of situations then it's fine yeah it's fine you yeah. just get good at doing night photos like you may it may make yeah. it hard to compete or stand out in uh you know compared to every other country sure <laughs> but you know, but you know you can always do a bridal market you know bridal session uh at a later time if you if you have to i feel like in brazil it might be easier to to do uh i don't know like a post-wedding uh bridal portrait session I don't know. Yeah, maybe. For some reason, yeah. I'm I think they do that, actually. Um, they, that, that is popular. Uh, so, But it's just interesting, because I was just like, well, you know, if that's the case, then you just get really good at night photos. Uh, I think that's awesome, because a lot of photographers don't do not do night photos. Yeah. yeah so it's a and, good way to stick out. And lately, I've had a, a, a number of brides that have, hi, that have basically went with me because they really liked my night photos, which I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, we'll def- yep. definitely do them. Um they're just so much fun. I yep. I love night photos. It's it. I had I, I had a tricky um, night photo session uh, this past weekend at the boathouse in Richmond, and uh, well, actually yesterday, no, two days ago, um, and uh, yeah, I kind of went outside and and they were they were like, let's do night portraits, and I was like, okay, give me five minutes, um, and I went outside and I was like, man, there's nothing out here. There's nothing interesting. And finally, I, I just walked around for like five minutes and, and I, I found some, some cool spots. And it's just, it is cool because my first inclination is like, oh, no, there's nothing, there's nothing interesting out here. But as you kind of take it all in and you kind of examine the different lights and sort of really think about perspective and, uh, and the possibilities, there, you know, things just emerge and it's cool. Um, it's, it definitely stretches yep. your brain, which is what I like about it. And honestly, if you aren't used to off-camera flash and stuff like that, like actually strobes and everything, which is something I never use, but a lot of photographers mm-hmm. don't just because they're intimidated by, intimidated by it. Shooting at night is a good is a nice shortcut to kind of warm up to it because Absolutely. if you 
get really good at shooting at night with off-camera flash, you can kind of walk around during the daytime and think and visualize everything as if it's night and uh, and shoot with your off-camera flash like that. Like, uh, same with the silhouettes and stuff during the daytime. Like, essentially, mm-hmm. so many off-camera flash photos you can think of without the flash this is just a cool silhouette yeah. and then you just add the flash and it becomes like very simple to break it down a lot of people i think struggle with the i don't know how to pre-visualize what the flash is going to look like like i can't i don't know what the photo is going to be because i'd have to take a bunch of test photos with the flash to start to figure that out mm-hmm. it's like well if you can get used to kind of seeing things the way it would look at night or just you know even just framing up a simple silhouette and then just bursting a, a, a bright flash right on your couple. Yeah. Um, it's, those are two really easy perspectives to kind of approach it with, but yeah, um, I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed doing some, you know, experimenting with, with strobes. They're so much more difficult than a, you know, than like a super awesome video light. Um, but yes. just throwing like a 30 second shutter on there or whatever. And then just like giving them a brief little flash at like one, one or something, you know, just really get a little, little something. It's awesome. Uh, it can, yep. it can work. I've been, I've been. I bought the uh, wireless receiver or the transmitter for uh, uh, the fo- uh, Profoto A1 flash. Yeah, they have their own built-in wireless uh, system, and so it's like four hundred dollars just for the darn controller. Oh wow! Yeah, it's not cheap, can but you, it works. Can you reliably. use um, just? Can you get like two flashes and use one of them as a main contr- as a master controller? I have no idea. I don't. I only have one flash, so that's a good question. Yeah, I need to figure that out. Uh, I just have one flash, so that's why I got the controller. And uh, gotcha. I'll probably buy another flash and see if I can easily use them, but whatever. That's cool. Uh, yeah, well, I got to, uh, we should probably wrap this up, actually. I got to go to uh, bring Nessa to the train station. She's going to New York City for the week. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. I'm, I got to go to the tree farm and pick up my glasses. Okay. Then I'm well. going to come back and knock down a wedding that I need to deliver in three days, but I'm going to do it today. Nice. All right. So you do you. That's right. Knock it out. All right. All right. Well, all right. thanks everyone. Well, later on. Whoop. Whoop.